Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode 31, and this is going to be my first episode talking about a console. We got a console episode here, folks. So, um, I don't know, i just been hearing, I don't know, quite a while now that the PlayStation 5 is uh, kind of becoming... Uh, a little bit easier to acquire, and um, I got mine a little over a year ago now, so I feel like it's time that, I feel like I've had enough time with the PlayStation 5 that I want to talk about it, give it a little bit of, um, uh, how's it going with it so far, is this console worth all the time and effort and money, of course, to uh, go out and acquire, so we're going to be tackling the PlayStation 5 as is so far, we'll be doing that, but as always, before we get into the show, let's talk about all the games, movies, or TV shows I've been getting into over the last week, and I encourage any listener, uh, yes, that's you, you are any listener if you're listening to this, That aha, uh-huh, you see, I encourage y'all to hit me up with a message on YouTube, email us, email YouTube, Twitter, any of that stuff, let me know what y'all are playing, if you have any recommendations of good movies, TV shows, video games, let me know if you got any questions uh, with video games, wrestling, or hockey, throw it at the podcast in any way you want, send me email, like I said, Twitter, all that stuff, if you have a question for the show and you want me to answer it on the show, I will gladly answer it for you on the show, that'd be fantastic, and I'm always open for uh, constructive criticism for the show. And I'm always open for a good recommendation. I I love hearing what everyone's watching and doing and stuff like that. A lot of things, you know, there's so much entertainment and media out there. A lot of stuff goes over your head and you miss stuff. So if someone uh, has a game that's a little bit obscure and you want to let me know about it or a movie or a TV show, hell yeah, man, I'd love to hear about it. So now you're going to hear about what I've been playing, watching, and doing with my life over the last week. It's been pretty fun, so... I got into some new video games this week, so let's let's talk about those first. Uh, Neon White, I got to uh, finally bought it a little while ago, and I dove into it finally this week. And oh baby, man, I was so excited to get into this game for no real reason. I just saw that it was reviewing well, and people seemed to be really liking it. And it, they said it was a, ha- a fast-paced, like speed-running game, and I was like, I'm sold. That's that's really all I need. And Oh, buddy, is it ever, it actually is living up to the hype, which I had quite a lot of hype going into this game, and oh my goodness, so freaking fun, man. Now, this is the kind of game that I want my platformers to be like, like, that's, this is more or less what I want my Mario and Sonic games to be, just like this unbelievably fast-paced, smooth, flawless, just so, um, just smooth, really, smooth is the word for it, just transitionless and fast platforming, and oh my god, is it ever satisfying. It might look really intimidating, maybe, if you look up some gameplay, and uh, if people talk about the mechanics, it may sound like, it's like, oh, there's like cards involved, and you're speedrunning, and doing shooting, and jumping around, it like... It's so easy to do. You might have to remap your controller just a little bit. I changed like one button uh, from like my, I changed my jump button and it just made the game so much easier. So you might have to do something like that. But oh man, this game is so satisfying, so much fun. It's, uh, it's challenging in a good way. It's not like insanely hard, but you will do levels over and over again. But it's designed for you to want to do them over and over again. They're a ton of fun. You get these 
little levels and you're trying to get through it as fast as possible and it'll throw this like i don't know a path at you and you're trying to find the fastest path the faster you go you'll you'll uh you'll find secrets on each level you get little gifts that you'll find on each level that you can give to other people uh, that are speed running with you it's like an angel and demon situation it's anime as fuck but it's super cool uh, some of the characters are a little bit over the top it's not really a story based game this is just straight up awesome gameplay the game is cheap it's like i got it for under 20 dollars. well worth the price if you can uh try and convince a couple of your friends to get onto it with you and you can challenge each other's times while you're both playing at the like at the same time that would be really fun right now i'm just kind of challenging myself and obviously the world rankings which i think my best ranking i got into the 400s which i get i don't know i don't think that's impressive i've seen some of like the world record runs that people have put out there absolutely crazy like no thank you i can't do that for right now i'm just getting all the platinum uh medals just trying to get all the highest uh speeds that i can collecting all the gifts really really fun game i highly recommend you check this one out not done with it yet possibility of a review for this one we'll see uh it might be i might uh just throw like a couple of indie games together in one episode so it's something i'm working on I'm taking notes on neon white because it's a very interesting game that i think uh it doesn't it, it hasn't gotten a, a lot of attention still so i i, I want to give it some love so neon white go check that game out don't be intimidated by it it may look intimidating but you get in there you understand the mechanics virtually instantly and it gives you a nice consistent drip of new abilities and stuff it's very awesome trust me on this one neon white excellent so far so far i'm getting close to the end of that one and I also finally got to start uh, playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, a game that I was extremely excited to finally get my hands on, but I didn't want to pay full price for it. Just Ratchet and Clank games just for me isn't something that I'm going to lay down $100 for. They're, I love these games. I've loved every Ratchet and Clank game I've ever played, but they're short and sweet like it's a nice uh 12 to 15 hours i usually get everything that i want out of it i can complete the whole game get a platinum trophy in like 20 hours and then really never play them ever again so it's something that i wait for a discount and i did and i waited and i finally got into it my wife has been playing it and i'm playing it now and oh my god yeah it's it's ratchet and clank man it's uh extremely fun a really hard game to put down i always struggle with ratchet and clank games to put them down like like i can go two hours and at the end of my two hours i'm like oh wow i i still want to keep going they're just very very fun satisfying games uh, obviously you got the new mechanics with the the kind of the rifting and your dimensional traveling so again this is another game i'm taking notes on good possibility that i'll be doing a bit of a review maybe an episode on it so uh, if anyone's interested just let me know i'll probably just do it anyway because i'm taking notes on it and it's a it's a really good game so far i'm really really enjoying it so not going to talk too much on it but i have been uh playing ratchet and clank oh but oh man so good it's uh beautiful absolutely beautiful by the way uh, what else have I been playing? Let's uh, let's open up the old situation here. Oh, I started playing Halo Infinite, the co-op campaign with my buddy Cal and his buddy, his buddy buddy. I can't, I can't remember his day right now. But um, yeah, man, we've waited a very, very, very long time to finally play the co-op campaign because games just release without all these features nowadays, and they re I can't believe how long it took them to release co-op 
campaign for Halo Infinite, but finally got into it, and it's okay. It's just fine. It's fine. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be playing it if it didn't have the the co-op option to it. It's just, it wouldn't be, like, it's so standard uh, open-world game. It's just Halo. Yes, you get a cool little grappling hook, which is fine. Like, it's okay. It, ma- it just makes me, it just reminds me of Spider-Man and how much better it is to traverse the open world in Spider-Man over Halo. It's okay. It's not bad. It's fairly fun. Like, yeah, I'm having a fun time. I want to finish it. But if I was playing it solo, there's no way I'd be, I'd be putting in the time to finish this game. But with a couple buddies, oh, hell yeah. We're having a good enough time. I'm having a good enough time that I want to finish it. Don't care at all about the story. The new AI, new Cortana weapon, her name is literally Weapon. She sucks ass so far anyway. Her character's kind of developing into something that's a little bit better, but out of the gate, she sucks. Master Chief, like this, I don't know. Halo's just never been Halo. I mean, obviously, it's not Bungie making them anymore, but yeah, man, that's just, they've never been able to, to hit that mark with the Halo that Bungie did. They're not bad games. 343's done a good enough job, but, like, no. They they have never hit the mark that Bungie did with Halo. And, yeah, Halo, Fi- Halo Infinite, it's okay. It's, like I said, it's, like, the open world, it's very, like, go over here, clear out this area, go over here, collect this thing, and, like, yeah. But, again, the co-op adds a lot to it, so, I uh, yeah, I would only recommend it to play it with friends. Otherwise, like, it's definitely passable for, in my opinion, anyway. So, we've been doing that. I, I am happy that I finally got to do that. And, of course, I am playing The Wolf Among Us still on my YouTube channel. You can follow the link down below or just look up GamerGX videos on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing The Wolf Among Us. I think I'm just starting up Chapter 4 now, so two more chapters left. What a great game, man. I love that. I love the the world and just the story of The Wolf Among Us. So freaking cool. And if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend go watch me play through that game. I'm doing a terrible job going a very against-the-grain route in that game. Just so, you know, I I would normally play it my way. But for, for YouTube purposes and entertainment uh, circumstances, I guess, uh, if... I, I try to go against the grain to make it as entertaining as possible. So if you're interested, you may go over there and check that out. Lots of Let's Plays over there. I've done mostly, I've changed, I've rebranded the YouTube channel to be mostly like scary horror games. Like, uh, well, not too many of those. I mean, mostly just Resident Evil. <laughs> I'll be honest, mostly just Resident Evil games uh, when it comes to scary ones. I did do Until Dawn recently. That was a good time. And I did some other games. Uh, Disco Elysium. It's a It was a big Let's Play, but uh, it was a good time. I had a good time with it. So anyway, you can go over there and check that out. I do double uploads on Saturdays. Two videos for you. And then every other day. So five videos per week over there on the YouTube channel. So a nice uh, consistent dripping of content over there. And so that's all the games that I've been playing. I have... Uh, <laughs> there's a few shows I want to talk about. So... Uh, I did finally finish the Andor uh, show, finish the finale, and it was good. It was a good show, good show overall. I would, yes, if you're if you like Star Wars, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like it. Me personally, I um, it was le- my least favorite of the Disney shows 
that they've done. It was still worth the watch. The ending was quite satisfying. The last handful of episodes were quite good. I personally just never liked the character of Andor. I never really liked him all that much. And it's also really weird because he, the actor that plays him, is also in Halo Infinite. And he's even more annoying in Halo Infinite. So I'm I'm just having... Uh, I, I guess I just don't like the guy. I'm sorry. He's like a good actor. It's just the character I just didn't like. He was kind of annoying and whiny and just, yeah, not that good. Anyway, the show was fine. I, I liked the finale. And uh, I, I didn't fall asleep this time. It was, it was, it's a worthwhile show to go through, but not my favorite. I am looking forward to the Mandalorian. That's, uh, I believe, that is starting at the beginning of March. So I, oh, I can't wait for that, baby. And I have been still watching the show Atlanta on Disney Plus. That's where I'm watching it anyway. Fantastic show. I'm absolutely addicted to the show. Really funny. Very, very clever. Uh, some of the episodes are so different and uh, really take some different spins. Uh, really highly recommend the show. Easy watch, very bingeable, if you will. I'll use that word. Uh, I've definitely binged uh, uh, quite a bit of the show. I think I've only have like four more episodes or th- two more, actually. Sorry, two more episodes left of Atlanta. And I think I'm done. At least what's available is only four seasons. I don't know if it's continuing after that. I-, I hope so. But regardless, fantastic show. One episode in particular that I watched this week that was just fucking mwah, chef's kiss was when um, uh, Vanessa and her daughter, they go to like um, basically uh, they're shooting for a show and she's just kind of like a background actor and this like really weird director guy he notices uh, her daughter and he's like oh she could be really talented and they start using her in shots and then it just gets really weird and oh my god it feels like as close to an- another episode of Community as uh, Atlanta gets it's very very fucking funny episode loved it and um, yeah dude love Atlanta highly recommend that show really awesome and I want to talk a little bit about my on ongoing addiction with my wife and I in uh, Dana White's Power Slap. I We're still watching it. It's uh, it's definitely from episode one to whatever episode they're on now. Massive like dip in quality. Like There's so much cringy shit in that show that I just cannot watch and I'm not even talking about the slapping. I'm talking about when the, the homeboys are all in the house and stuff. I fucking hate that shit. Like, it's so just alpha male energy. Like, it's so hard to watch. Like, these these are the kind of things when, when people say, like, men are idiots, uh, women are smarter, and, like, yeah, when I watch shit like that, I can't help but agree with them because it's so stupid. Like, I, I would like to skip through it, but, you know, it's that cringy stuff that you kind of want to watch. But, yeah, it's really bad, man. Like, every single night, like, the stupidest thing is that they have this guy in, in the house who's caused a lot of trouble. He gets really drunk every night, causing shit with people. You know, every single night there's a hold me back, man, hold me back. You got to hold me back situation. I fucking hate that shit. Anyway, a ton of that going on. ton of men getting in each other's faces, being really just a, just obnoxious, embarrassing human beings. Anyway, um, they kick this dude out of the house, and then they decide, oh, let's bring him back in. And, like, I understand this from, a, like, a producer standpoint. Like, oh, this guy, you have to put this guy in the house. I mean, that's the entertainment factor. Anyway, so they bring him back in, more shit happens. So, yeah, I can't really stand the in-house stuff of the power slap like you could skip that but the slapping dude even like that has gone down a little bit because like 
I don't know, there's definitely a substantial, uh, much less slapping is going on. Like, episode one, there was so much fucking slapping, it was incredible. It's basically the comparison of American Idol. Like, I only really liked the first few episodes of American Idol when I did watch it way back in the day. Because you get a good mix of horrible people that just cannot sing, and then you get, you know, your good ones... And then, you know, you, you like to have that entertainment. It's like, look at this guy who thinks he's the greatest singer of all time and he's terrible. Anyway, it's kind of like that with Power Slab. You get some guys in there that really can't slap. You get some really unique personalities and like, yeah. Now, anyway, it's um, it's definitely, again, I highly recommend just go watch Power Slap episode one. Just get, just turn your brain off like these guys probably are doing the Power Slap and just, just watch it. It's the dumbest most entertaining thing I think there is on television right now. It's fucking insane. Okay, so as always, you can uh, if you have any questions, recommendations for the show, anything like that, please send an email, hit me up on Twitter, send put a comment on the YouTube video, anything like that. I'll see it, respond to you as long as it's appropriate and everything like that. Don't be a dick. And uh, yeah, if you want to get involved with the show, be my guest. Come on in. Water's fine. I only bite a little bit. Alright, so that is enough of everything that I've been doing this week. Let's get into the topic at hand, and that is the PlayStation 5 so far through my eyes. So this is just through my eyes. I will say that I am a little I definitely uh, favor the PlayStation. I love all consoles. I love the Nintendo. I love the I love the Xbox, okay? I like all consoles. I even like PC. I just I don't have one anymore. I used to have a gaming PC. It crapped out on me. I'm not smart enough to get a new one. And yeah, you know, I just don't have time to be a PC guy right now. Anyway, so I've been a PlayStation guy since PS1. My mom got me a PS1 and that that's all she wrote. I've been on PlayStation. It has been my main console every time. Every new generation, PlayStation is my go-to one. But I will always... If I can get all the other ones now, be now that decision is up to the other company which one entices me more. When, um, uh, well, whatever, we're not going to go through all that. But regardless, I try my best to get all the consoles because I like each one for their own little things. But with PlayStation, PlayStation just hits home with me more with the kind of gamer I am. I like a single player experience more, and uh, I just. Been like I said, I've been on PlayStation the whole time. I followed a lot of these companies. Naughty Dog, I've been there since Crash Bandicoot. Followed them through Jack and Daxter. Was there for Uncharted, and now we're here for Last of Us and all the amazing things that they're doing now. So I've been with a lot of these companies. Uh, San uh, San Diego with God of War, and like so. I'm already invested with a lot of the franchises. So yeah, I'm more prone to go with PlayStation because I grew up with a lot of these companies. Grew up with a lot of these franchises. So. That's just how that goes, but of course I appreciate... I grew up with Nintendo franchises as well. It's just that Nintendo does a really good job at making me not want to be a Nintendo fan, and I have no... Like, I'm not forced to be a Nintendo fan, so... I, there's a lot of other options to me, and I just feel like Sony has the most bang for its buck. You get... 
I get really good deals on Sony. They Their franchises are usually... They'll come out, but they'll discount them fairly quickly. Nintendo doesn't really do that. Like, rarely, like, the odd time you'll get your Marios and Zeldas on sale, but not for very much. Maybe 20% off. And, like, I, I've, I, will, I will shamelessly say this. I am a cheap motherfucker when it comes to video games and stuff like that. I know that these things go on sale if I can just wait. And I'm good at waiting. I have patience, so... Yeah, Nintendo, they don't care about patience all that much. They're a very patient company themselves, so they can outpatient a lot of us out there. So, yeah, but Sony, they they have a lot of great franchises that I love, and I've always been a Sony guy that I will I will have to say it's my favorite console, but I love all I love all the companies, man. I I like all games. So, with that in mind, let's start talking about the PlayStation 5. I know it's been out for a couple years now, but I imagine a lot of you, maybe some of you listening right now, still don't have one. And that is a that was a huge problem with myself included. I was one of y'all, and I guess I'll just quickly tell the story of how I got my PS5. It was uh, I was literally going to Best Buy to go get ink, printer ink for my printer, and I went there, talked to the dude, where you know I was helping me out with getting my ink. And I just fucking just threw out the question, you know, as a laugh, because I've asked this question so many times at this point. I was like, hey, man, you got a PS5 around? He's like, which one do you want? I'm like, what? And he's like, which one do you want? Do you want a no disc or do you want one with the disc? I'm like, uh, with the disc? And he's like, it's your lucky day, man. I was like, no fucking way. He pulls me over to the back room. He pulls out a PS5. I was like, holy shit. I bought it and... I got a PS5 because I went out and bought printer ink. So if my printer didn't run out of ink that day, I may not have a PS5 today. Who knows? So sometimes you get really, really lucky. It was one of the best days of my life, dude. It was such a fucking amazing, euphoric moment. I literally had to get security escort out of Best Buy because I had a PS5 and they're so hard to find at that time. They're like, hey, man, do you want us to walk you out? I'm like, sure, man, why not? And he brought like five dudes over. I was like, okay, well, now you're just drawing attention. But (laughs) it was really funny. Anyway, so yeah, you never know, man. Sometimes you just... Go to a Best Buy or a Walmart or something. It never hurts to ask, right? So the worst the, the worst they'll say is, no, we don't have one, you fucking idiot. Of course we don't have one. Anyway, so that's how I got mine. I've had it now since, I think, last October-ish. Last October is when I had it. So a little over a year now I've had my PS5. And let's start out with the, the design of the console itself. I mean, I won't lie, it's not my favorite design of the console. I mean, it's probably, it might be the lowest on on like it might be over the ps1 just because it's more sleek than the ps1 but ps2 so iconic uh no i'll put it over the ps3 because the ps3 was pretty ugly og ps3 was pretty nice i didn't like the slim version of it at all ps4 i really like the ps4 design fit it it just really yeah that was a nice design this one it's very aggressive it really grabs your eye when i have mine in my living room and yeah it's an eye grabber for sure in that room uh in my living room anyway it's a very i i have it to be nice and uh warm and nice browns and and warm nice colors and there's bright ass white ps4 or ps5 excuse me and yeah it's it's a little aggressive with the white I don't hate the white. It's thankfully it's got that nice strip of black going down the middle of it. If it was like all white, it'd be a disaster. Uh, yes, I would have preferred if it was black, but the white isn't horrible. It's not too bad. Uh, I I, I kind of understand why maybe they went with the white because honestly, uh, yes, the black is always cooler. Oh, black will always look cooler, but 
damn, does it ever collect dust? And I can appreciate this a little bit because I have two cats and their dust and their fuzz gets all over everything. It was always all over the PlayStation 4. Always the PlayStation 3 OG was insane. That thing was always disgusting with the fingerprints all over it. Fuck, forget about it. So I think the design of the PlayStation 5 is fine. I don't really care. Um, I have a question for if anyone can answer this for me. Do you, is it, is it a big deal to have it on its side or to have it standing? I, I've seen a few articles popping up that, um, there's problems with it having a, having it stood up and I have mine standing up. So if, if, if I have to, if I should put it on its side, if it's a really big deal and like, if I'm going to have some problems with it in the future, keeping it stood up. I'd love to know. So if, if you got that answer, you know, that'd be really appreciated. So thank you. Um, anyway, yeah, I think, I think it's a fine looking console. I don't hate the white. It is, it's, it's a big console. Like I said, it's aggressive. It's very, very big. Uh, and, but it is quiet. It's nice and quiet. It's definitely doesn't have the jet engine sound that my PlayStation four has or my OG PS three before it fucking crashed. I got the yellow light of death on my OG PS three, which is quite rare to get, but I got one and that's a story for a different day. But yeah, it's, it's nice and quiet. I have no problems with it being loud or anything i never hear it now that might be because i always wear headphones and i believe that is one of the new features it's um uh, it's not massively noticeable but the 3d audio i have a uh headset that lets me have the 3d audio it's not the sony one the the, the whatever their version of it i bought a turtle beach one it's for ps5 it has the 3d and Honestly, I haven't had a ton of experiences where the 3D audio was like a feature only in Returnal. And when the way that Returnal did it was really, really awesome. It's basically just, it's like surround sound, but you can also like kind of feel it with the, kind of with the controller in your hand and stuff. So uh, the big thing with Returnal is there's like uh, raindrops and there's like a ship behind you or something and the rain is hitting the 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 ship behind you and you can kind of like feel that sound if that makes sense so it's just another level of immersion that they've added to the console and it's a nice it's a small touch but it's it does it is effective it's quite effective i just haven't played a whole ton of games that utilize it the way that returnal was doing it so again there's there's not a whole lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? References that I can use it for only with Returnal. Astro's Playroom, I can't recall very much with the sound. That game was definitely a tech demo for the controller, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I think. Or are we getting to the controller now? Yeah, let's 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 go talk about the controller now that we're on it. So the 3D audio, we did that. So yeah, let's let's do the controller. So like I said, Astrobot. Uh, one of the best pack-in games ever. I mean, that was one of the bigger, not one of the bigger appeals, but it was definitely an appeal for me uh, in choosing which console I was going to go with. Because honestly, I was going to go with the Xbox uh, first because my friend has it. It Game Pass is excellent. We share a library, so whatever games he's buying, I also get. And he was already picking up some games, so I'm like, mm, I have a pretty good starting library over there if I jump to Xbox. So that was my plan, but a PlayStation dropped into my hands first, so I went there. And honestly, I think that was the right decision. No offense, Kyle. No offense, Xbox players, but... 
There, I am. My Xbox One is still getting the job done for me. I'm still able to play with my buddy, and he, on his, he's got the Series X. I think that's what it's called, the newest one. And I'm on my OG One, and uh, we can still play with each other. There's a handful of games that I am missing that I can't play because of I have the old Xbox. Um, I can't remember the names of those games, but there are a couple that I'm very interested in playing. And uh, I'm basically waiting for Starfall to drop. And if that game is amazing, that will probably be my uh, my reason to go out and find myself an Xbox. But for right now, I have no uh, major cause to go out and get one right now immediately. Now that I have my PS5, of course, but... Yes, I think that was the right choice for me personally. That may not be the right choice for everybody, but the you get the pack in game Astro. You're, you the one of the bigger appeals about the PlayStation Five is the uh, the new Dual Sense Five controller, DualShock Five, whatever you want to call it. It's um yes, it is a very cool controller, and it definitely AstroBot is a fantastic, fantastic tech demo and a fantastic game in its own right i loved astrobot platinum that game charming as hell love the collectibles anyway the tech demo side of astrobot is showing you what this controller can do so it's kind of hard to ex- it's you can explain it but it's better if you had the controller in your hand like i explained it to my wife and she was like oh, okay but once i put the controller in her hand and let her play some astrobot she was like oh okay but you get these adaptive triggers, which means that you can apply different types of pressure. You can press down really hard on it, or hard, and you can do different things. It's basically a two-in-one button now. So you press it light, it does one thing. You press it hard, it does another thing. And it also has like um, kind of like a dual or uh, the Dual Shock or what was that called? Six-axis kind of thing. Obviously, it's a a better technology now, so you can sit there and wiggle the controller around. It'll respond. It's cool. It's very cool. Astrobot was phenomenal at showing you what uh, this controller can really do. The only problem is is that I don't think a lot of games, at least the ones that I've played, uh, have really demonstrated... No, actually, excuse me. None of the games have demonstrated what the controller do, can do on the level that Astrobot did. None of them even got close. Returnal did a handful of, of really cool things. Uh, it had It used the adaptive triggers, which if I held it down hard... I would use a my alternate firing mode. If I did it light, I would just use a standard firing mode. So that shit was cool. It rumbles. It's it does that. It's fine. It um it has the little microphone in the on the controller, which for the most part I never really get all that much use out of because I use headphones. So um, I will, for example, the other night I didn't have my headphones in. I was playing Neon White, and when I pressed the button to like fast travel jump or whatever it would do like a little swoosh through my controller and i was like oh that's pretty neat that's pretty neat okay i'll turn that down though because it was really fucking loud um yeah so it has those really cool features now i do have some gripes with the controller that i don't hear i haven't really heard a lot of people talk about and i think this might be because um I don't know if it's just because my hands are getting old and worn out, but uh, I've never really had this problem with any other controller other than this DualSense controller. And I get these, like, really... Like, my thumbs hurt. The thumbsticks, I don't know if it's because they're coarse. I don't know if there's the material that they're using on the thumbsticks are just, like, rough against my thumbs. But my thumbs get really achy, and it feels like... 
like I don't know. It just feels like I'm getting like like a rubbing. It just feels uncomfortable. There's something off about the the thumbsticks. So I don't know. I I do notice that I hold the controller like really tight sometimes for no reason. I just get really tense, and then I have to ke- kind of remind myself to relax. You fucking idiot, and <laughs> stop being so tense. But I do notice that the thumbsticks. I I do get some uncomfortable. Uh, feelings in my thumbs with the with the thumbsticks and you definitely get some you can get some pretty gnarly cramping and uh, uh, stuff like that when you're playing games that use the adaptive triggers a lot and you have to like and it's resisting you like you're you you have to like fucking press down on it and there's resistance to it and if there's a game you're playing that uses it a lot it can really wear down your fingers and sometimes like I'll be like waiting for a cutscene and you want to put the controller down just like fucking stretch my hands out for a little bit so i find that the controller isn't the comfiest controller of all time it's not my favorite playstation controller i i think i still like the ps4 one more but yes this controller definitely has a lot of new features i just they fall i think they fall more into the line of gimmick than like being game changing or anything like that so like yes it's really cool to have them and and it's nice that they're taking another step forward into making the games that much more immersive but in the end it kind of just causes my hands to hurt more which takes me out of the immersion and sometimes i have to stop playing which you can't get any more out of the immersion than to stop playing so that is a minor complaint there that i have with the controller and i think the the very common complaint with the controller is the battery life of them the battery life on these controllers are really bad um i i swear to god i i i don't think i ever play without that warning coming up so your your controllers are low they're oh i swear they're always low they're they don't hold a charge for I, it can't be much longer than like three or four hours or something i swear they're really that bad uh, i would i would highly recommend if you are getting the console definitely invest in getting a second controller that's what i did uh, I always like to have two controllers. I didn't intend to buy the controllers because of the terrible battery. I bought it because I have a wife, and I thought maybe she would like to play it with me too. But no, it's pretty much just for me that I, I generally, if I'm having a big, like if I'm having an off day and I don't really have all that much to do, and I can have a lot of game time, I'm swapping controllers. Like my controller going to straight up die during a game session, which I can't say happens with my pro controller on my Switch or my Xbox controllers so yes the the controllers definitely have a very not good battery life so yes i would recommend to get multiple controllers that would be a good idea they do have a lot of cool colors now a lot of cool colors that they didn't have when i got mine black and white i think were the only options now they got like fuck turquoise i'm like purple they got a purple one i was like ah i want those colors but anyway uh, so that's what i think about the controller i think there's there's still a lot of potential, and there's still games, obviously, that I haven't played that might be doing things better. I'll talk about some of the games that I have and haven't played, but we'll get to that in a moment. But first, let's talk about the, the overall, the graphics and the performance of the system. So, I will admit that I'm not, like, a big uh, tech-savvy guy. I'm not going to give you, like, GPU numbers and fucking stuff like that. I'm just a gamer. I sit down and play it, and I look at it, and it looks great. It looks great. I would say that the jump in graphics from uh, PS4 to 5 was is, is bigger and more impressive than th- jumping from PS3 to 4. 3 to 4, I didn't really get 
all like I don't recall all that many times or really at all having that like jaw dropping like oh my god look at this this is incredible and I do have that I still have that I'm still getting that with my PlayStation I'm playing Ratchet and Clank and that's happened like three or four times now where I just stop and look in awe and that happened it happens a lot with the PlayStation I'm not gonna lie like when um demon souls remake came out i saw the gameplay for that the first time on youtube and i was blown away with how good that game looked because i played the original demon souls and i saw that i was like oh my god that is incredible and that really really pushed me to want to get the playstation 5 even more so it is a very noticeable jump some really incredible looking games on this console returnal was mind-blowing ratchet and clank is insane like really impressive stuff you're getting ray tracing now you're getting really really impressive lighting uh textures are better than ever you're getting more things on the screen moving around doing really crazy things that the old consoles can't do and uh, playstation 5 has done a pretty good job so far at showing off what it can do and i know we're not it's not at its full potential just yet but i'm impressed so far with what i've played now there there's a handful of games that they're like cross-gen so i'll say death loop for example it's a playstation 4 game and a ps5 game that game did not blow me away in terms i played it on my ps5 and i was like okay this doesn't this doesn't wow me it's a fine looking game it's not a bad looking game at all but i was like this doesn't scream next gen experience graphically to me it was a great game but graphically didn't blow me away i played demon souls that's a next gen level graphical upgrade fucking insane it's so good and i find that that like graphics for me that tends to wear off after a while you get kind of used to it or you might even get a little complacent with how good this game these games look at times not really happening with me on the playstation 5 i go back to my experiences with returnal almost every time i would enter a biome or a room i would stop and just be like oh my god dude this looks so good and then back to the action but time and time again and i will say this over and over again not a huge graphics guy i will appreciate it of course but i'm not that's not like the highest thing but playstation just keeps making me appreciate graphics over and over again it's very impressive looking games i am very blown away now i haven't been able to see what the xbox can do the next gen xbox haven't gotten my hands on that or um haven't i don't think any of my friends even i think my buddy i think billy might have one i don't know i haven't i haven't witnessed what the new xbox can do yet so i'm not going to say that the playstation looks better in xbox i'm just saying that playstation 5 looks really good i am very very impressed i know that pc people are like you guys are only at that level with graphics like look i know that pc is way far far and away way better looking i understand that i completely understand that that's great that's great but i'm a console guy and that's where where we're at and i'm very happy with where we're at i think it's very very impressive so graphics look good and i think the best thing the thing that i noticed just about immediately right after how good the console is is uh showing off how good games look on this console is the performance of this console is oh buddy so creamy so fucking creamy like load times forget about it like I, I i've been ingrained now that like i'm kind of used to the load times and I, I have my phone handy all the time and i would sit there and you know scroll through reddit for a second check out the youtubes or whatever and now that i don't really get that anymore <laughs> because load times are virtually non-existent anymore you 
go-to, even like even with just the interface, you start up a game, boom, you're you're in the game immediately. You want to um, at least when it comes with starting up games. I will say that the interface of the PlayStation Five still has its quirks and problems. It still has its problems loading stuff sometimes, especially when it comes to the media side. I don't know if that's because of the apps itself or the console itself, but sometimes I will want to load up Sportsnet and. I imagine that's more on Sportsnet's fault, but still, I get some performance issues, or at least um, just not as smooth smooth as an interface as I'd want at times, uh, but it's still good. It's fairly e- easy to navigate. I mean, it's I've been on PlayStation for a long time, so I'm, I'm fairly used to their style of menus, so I find it easier to navigate than my Xbox One. The Xbox One is just a fucking mess. I don't know where fucking anything is on that damn thing, but yeah, PlayStation 5's interface is good, not great, but it's it gets the job done. I'm fine with it. But dude, seriously, the the lack of load times is just so impressive to me, like, Again, like, I've been a gamer for as long... I've been <laughs> back in the PS1 era where load times were fucking stupid. PS2 era, we had some stupid load times. Even in PS3 and PS4 games, we had some pretty nasty load times. Like, I'll I'll fucking throw Grand Theft Auto V under the bus. Like, the load times in Grand Theft Auto V, especially in the online uh, lobbies and stuff, was embarrassing. It literally made me stop playing it. Because I'm like, dude, I'm spending, like... 10 minutes in lobbies and then playing the game for eight minutes and then waiting for 10 not having it and uh that i don't know i i will not i refuse to buy another copy of grand theft auto 5 not gonna do it um so i don't know if if that is uh much better on the next gen i imagine it is but um jesus man like i'm playing the witcher and i used to play it on ps4 and you know, fast traveling and stuff was pretty annoying because it would take quite a while for that game to load. And The Witcher Witcher 3 on PS5 does have its load times, but for how big that game is, it's still quite fast and very impressive. So that right away, right out of the box, is one of the most... Just, I loved it right out of the gate for that. I'm like, oh my god, dude, like, finally. Like, for years now, every new... every PS3, PS4, they're all like, oh fucking load times are are gone and it's like oh so like no they're not but we're they're definitely better it's getting better and better and ps5 is it's not like perfect it's not fucking instant on everything but it's closer than ever and it's very good at this point now it's like yeah load times are very rarely a problem nowadays i i for me anyway like i said i haven't played every single video game out there but there are still load times at on certain games like the witcher 3 Okay, so, yep, games look good. Let's talk about the games, since the games are looking so good. But how good are the games, you might be asking? Well, according to Metacritic Game Library, it has 90 games with a Metascore of 80% or above. So, 90-plus games that are considered great or better. And 15, over 15 of those games are console-exclusive. So... That's kind of my the big selling point with PlayStation. They got a really good lineup of exclusive games. Um, yes, I understand that people are kind of getting a little bit tired of the PlayStation formula, where it's kind of that action third-person game with a pretty compelling story. And I understand that. I understand that. But regardless, if the formula is good, it's it's a really good formula. I don't think that can be denied. It might be getting a little tired, but... 
for now the formula is working for them it's really good and there's um Yes, a handful of the games kind of fall into sim- like really similar slots to other games, but you have your standouts, obviously, in The Last of Us, Uncharted, Spider-Man, things like that. But then there's those kind of other games where they're not quite there. I, I Now, I will say I haven't played these games, and I've heard mixed things of Death Stranding and, uh, fuck, what's that other one with the uh, Days Gone, something like that? I, I have those I will play those games especially now that they have the ps5 versions so that's really good but those are games that um, people like and don't like but anyway uh, some of the really amazing exclusives um, on this console are like Astrobot which is packed in with the console I mean like I said it's tr- it truly is it's a really really fucking great game like I want them to continue with I want more Astro games like I want a full-on Astro game. Because, I don't know, that game particularly hits home with me because it's it's just so nostalgic. It hits, like, so many notes with all the PlayStation generations all the way back to the beginning. So, I absolutely adored Astrobot. Returnal was is an amazing, an amazing console exclusive. And I, I am aware that pr- I think almost all of these games are on the PC. That's why I'm saying console exclusive. So... I, I do realize that a lot of, if not all of these games, are available on PC players, which is fantastic. I want people, like, the more the merrier. Like, I want everyone to experience these games. That's fantastic. That's great. Anyway, uh, the Demon Souls remake, which was one of the leaders that really pushed me to get the PS5. I bought that game. I played the fuck out of it. I platinum that game, and... Yeah, it blew me away graphically. Now, the game itself, it was... I overplayed it, that's for sure. I played it way too much. I highly recommend you never platinum. Demon Souls, it will suck the life out of that game for you, so don't do it. Uh, but regardless, that game was a tech demo of showing off how fucking good that game... Or how good uh, games are going to look on this console. An incredible incredible job. I, I believe that was Bluepoint. They do an amazing job at Remix. That game looked incredible. And then you got your Ratchet and Clank, your Horizon, which maybe not the S-tier level of console exclusives, but undeniably great games. Great games. I'm playing the Ratchet and Clank right now. I own Horizon, haven't gotten to that one yet, but I loved Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4, so I know I'm in for more of the same, and I cannot wait for it. I'm just kind of, I'm waiting for the DLC to, I don't know if it's dropped yet, but I'm waiting for DLC. Anyway. They got those games. I mean, you got the. Um, they have the PS5 upgrade game. So you got your Spider Man. You got Ghost of Tsushima, which I played and was fantastic on PS5. Death Stranding got an upgrade on PS5. The Final Fantasy VII Remake has an upgrade on PS5 with like extra content. So there, there's a lot of stuff here that you can get your hands on only on PlayStation or PC. But it, there, I mean, considering that the console is i mean yeah it's like three years old or whatever but there is a lot of really good stuff here and then obviously you got the big ones that are coming and on the way i mean god of war just came out that was massive a massive game 
Uh, Last of Us Remake, I understand it's a remake, but if people haven't played it yet, that is a massive game for, for a lot of people. I'll throw Gran Turismo 7 out there, personally. I've never played a Gran Turismo game, but I am very, very interested in this one. So, they got the racing games, they got your action games, you got just really fun-ass games like Ratchet & Clank, you got hard, hardcore RPGs and Demon Souls and Returnal, you got fucking really fun charming games like astrobot and and sackboy a big adventure and but the console is not without its its it's it has bad games it definitely has bad games and i haven't played any of these because i don't really have time for bad games but i i gotta say there are bad games here you got games like forspoken that just came out rocking a 65 on metacritic destruction all-stars 62 on metacritic godfall 61 babylon's fall 41 on metacritic and these games are console exclusive to this console so it's not without its share of of some disappointments that's for sure ghostwire tokyo or whatever that's like right in the middle a game that i'm I think it's good. It looks, it's interesting enough to me that I want to go check it out. I know it's like, it reviews right in the middle, but I think it's cool enough. There's a game trial for it. Stuff like that. So, there is a really strong lineup of games over here already on PlayStation. I would have to say it's much, much stronger than the offerings over there on Xbox, but... It mostly boils down to what kind of player you are. If you like online experiences, you like online multiplayer games, you like really, really good racing games like Forza and stuff, then Xbox is your fucking system for sure. Not that PlayStation doesn't do that as well. I haven't played Gran Turismo, but I know it's not going to be as good as Forza Horizon because that is just the fucking shit right there. There's no better formula for a racing game than what Forza Horizon does, in my opinion. But yes... The, the console has a lot of really good games. It has a couple of bad games, but uh, with the amount of really good exclusives that hit, it definitely outweighs the few that did not hit. And honestly, a lot of those games there, maybe Forspoken, I think there was some hype for that game, but yeah, that one was terrible. Uh, can't say I played it though, but a, a lot of people claim that it's definitely terrible. And on top of that, there's a lot of really cool exclusive games on the way for PlayStation still to come. I mean, you got Spider-Man 2, which is, oh my god, dude, I cannot wait for Spider-Man 2. You got the upcoming Wolverine game, which, I mean, Insomniac is at the helm of that, so... Gear, almost a fucking guarantee that that's just going to be a really, really fun game. And it's going to be nice to see them doing something else. I love Ratchet & Clank, but it's almost getting to the point. It's like, what much more can you do with Ratchet & Clank? Other than, I think the series might need like a full-on reboot and try like a different style. I don't know. I still really like the formula of Ratchet & Clank. And obviously a lot of people do because it's lasted through PS2, PS3, 4, and it's still going strong on 5. So the formula still is a lot of fun. But I don't know. Maybe they revamp that series. Anyway, uh, they also got Final Fantasy 16 still coming. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth is still coming. And there's so many other, like, you got... You know, Naughty Naughty Dog, what are they up to next? Santa Monica, what are they up to next? So many really strong um, companies that develop games for the PlayStation. And uh, they also have the strong third-party support, obviously. I mean, you got your Elden Rings over there, Resident Evils, and they got really strong uh, indie games as well. Inscription, Chicory, Hades, and then, of course, you got your classic... Uh, your Call of Duties, your shooting games like that, sports games. It's all there. It's all there. It's just 
for me personally, like sports games, those yearly releases, not not my jam anymore. It's just too much of the same thing any all the time, which is a shame because I I love NHL, but I can't buy the games anymore because they're just not worth my money or time anymore. But I think overall, man, I think you would be with all the things said and done. If 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 the if those are your check marks, you like really good, strong single-player games, or if you're already invested with a lot of the franchises from PS4, say you you're just got into Sony with the PS4 and you really like The Last of Us, you really liked Uncharted, you're, you're going to be just at home on PlayStation 5. They brought a lot of that stuff over so you can experience it on um, the new console. And, of course, I need to talk about PlayStation Plus or Plus Plus, whatever that is, so... I, 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 I have it. I did the whatever the fucking whole package is where you get the classics, you get the uh, game catalog. And one of the coolest things that they have, which is um, it is going away, but it's still available, is uh, it gives you this unbelievable lineup of some of the best, if not all the best PS4 games available to you when you have your PS5. As long as you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you get access to... God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Bloodborne, like Metal Gear Solid, Persona 5, like some of the, the cream of the crop that the PlayStation 4 had to offer. Just free right there for you day one when you get your PlayStation. So if you haven't experienced any of those, an unbelievable value for you for you right there. So get it while it lasts. I owned a lot of those games, but even for me, a guy that played a lot of those games there was a handful of games in in there that i hadn't played i hadn't played final fantasy 15 they gave that to me for free last or the last guardian i have not i have not played that or owned that so i got that for free really awesome just a really awesome like thank you for coming over to playstation here's some of our some of the best things that we have to offer try them out and if they want to get you invested in their franchises because that's kind of the the way that playstation is they want you into the franchises they like to make their sequels and they do a really good job on their sequels man but uh the playstation plus plus uh overall like for me it's a really good value because i already had the initial subscription so it only cost me like i think it was like 40 dollars in total to upgrade it to the highest level or whatever and for me that was just i got way like i got my money's worth with that one for sure. Like, um, uh, I got Returnal out of it. I think Returnal and Stray alone, like when those two games hit the, hit the, the catalog that made me get it. Cause I'm like Returnal alone. I want that game. It's a $90 game. If I get this, I can get it for $40 technically. And I get Stray. So that value alone was good. Both of those games were, well, Returnal was amazing. Stray was fine, was good. But there's also a ton of other really good games on there. You got Spider-Man is available, Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry 5, you got Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy 7 remake is there for you. Like I said, Returnal, Stray. It's got a pretty damn strong library and honestly, it's gotten so strong that I kind of have to stop buying third-party games and stuff or even some exclusives because I'm not going to like I bought Ghost of Tsushima I bought Spider-Man, and I bought Demon Souls remake, and all of those games. If I just bought, if I just waited and bought the subscription, those all would have been available to me. So I would have gotten a fantastic value. A lot of really good games that speak to me are on, or are available to you in the game catalog. So 
it's 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 not on the level of Game Pass, no question. I mean, Game Pass has the fantastic situation that they're releasing major Xbox exclusive games on day one, which PlayStation is not doing. They they can't really do that because that's their bread and butter. If they're releasing a Last of Us three day one, that's probably going to damage them a little bit. Uh, that's not how Sony is designed. Xbox they're designed around the Game Pass. That's their bread and butter, but. Sony, I think it's a great value. Yes, um, the thing that sucks about it still to this day that I'm recording it is the classics catalog for PS1 games and PS2 games. It's honestly a laughable joke. There's like, it's got Resident Evil 1 on there, which has been re-released. Like, who doesn't have that game already some other way or the remake or something so like that's weak it's got like siphon filter and like toy story the selection is trash it's it's honest to god it's terrible and the ps2 selection is just about as weak it's got yet it's got the jack and daxter trilogy which is pretty decent i like that that's pretty cool um it's got dark cloud which i know will make a lot of people happy but dude the ps2 catalog is one of the one of the most massive stacked game libraries of all time if not the most stacked and that um, the the games that they have on there are laughable it's honestly laughable no final fantasies no resident evils i think they have four maybe but um no no metal gear solid games like there's so much missing that it's really bad honestly it's very bad their selection of ps1 and ps2 games but they do a great job at the ps3 I will. N- I I have to give them that. I was looking through that library. I own a lot of these games already because that's just when I was had a job in high school and had no rent or anything like that to pay. So I was buying a lot of video games during the PS3 era. But there, if you missed out on the PS3 era era, they got you covered, man. They got every. F- they got so many good PS3 games. You will be absolutely smitten over there. And PS3 games still hold up really well. I think as long as like. PS2, yeah, they kind of struggle every now and again. I can get through them still. Like, I don't really have a problem with them. But I understand. Once you kind of go back out of the HD era, it can be a little hard for people. But I will say that PS3 games are still fucking awesome today. They still look just dandy to me anyway. They look just dandy. But... Uh, that's that's what I think. I think that it's a good enough value, at least for me. I, I bought it, and I think I'm going to continue to keep it. Because... Um, they just announced a few really big games that I'm quite interested are coming to the library really soon. Like, like they just recently added Devil May Cry 5, which has been on my radar for quite some time. I was like, sweet, I don't have to buy that now. It's right there. I can use that. I was, I've been extremely interested in the quarry. They're releasing that, I think, in a week or two. So that's fucking awesome. That's a game that I really want. And I can get it now because it's on that subscription. So there's enough games coming out on there that I think are good enough. It's not the best. It's not Game Pass quality, but I think it is worth the price, honestly. Unless you're getting it strictly for the PS1 and PS2 uh, catalogs for some reason, then stay the fuck away. Then don't don't bother. Those there's nothing nothing worthwhile there for just just buy the original, okay? But that's that's my two cents on the PS Plus Plus. I I think personally it's a good enough value. I own it and I like it quite a bit, honestly. So. That is basically what I think of the PlayStation 5 overall a year and a bit in. I recommend the system, yes. Do I recommend you go out and pay an absurd amount of money to for a scalper or anything? No. If you come across one, if you can get one and you have the money 
of course, if you're a PlayStation guy and you love these franchises and you're very interested in like the next Ratchet and Clank or you or you're very interested in what could what like the next Ghost of Tsushima, if you're invested in these series, PlayStation is a fan PlayStation 5 is a fantastic console. I love it. I'm loving it more than like I loved it on day one way more than I did my PlayStation 4 when I got it. It was a barren wasteland on PlayStation 4 when I got there. It was a barren wasteland on PS3 when I got there. On PS5, there's a lot. There's a lot here. They may not all be PS5 games, but there's a lot here for you to dig yourself into. Like I said, you got that really awesome PS4 catalog just sitting there with ama- some of the best games ever made just sitting there waiting for you to be played. You got the PS++. You get the monthly games every month. You know, your games with gold or whatever. You get. It's still good. It's, it's dipped down in quality a little bit, but every month... I download all three of the games. All three of the games are always worth downloading, not like Xbox. Those games with gold, I haven't bothered downloading one of those in like a year. They're just never, they never are any good. But the PlayStation ones, you get bangers in there sometimes. I believe Final Fantasy VII Remake was a free game once. So you get incredible games. I think PlayStation Plus is a great value. I I've, I will always I will always own it. So... That's my two cents. I would highly recommend you get the PlayStation 5 if it is within your means to get it. Don't go don't go crazy. It's not like so revolutionary that you're going to be a fucking like it's not going to change your life if you love PlayStation franchises and you're already invested. Absolutely, you will love a PlayStation 5. You will not be disappointed. I love the PlayStation 5. I love this thing, man, and I'm already I'm already falling behind on the game library. There's already God of War I need to get to. Horizon I haven't gotten to yet. And there's quirky games that, like Tokyo Ghostwire, that I want to give a chance to. There's some weird games on there that I still want to give a chance to that maybe haven't reviewed super high. Even, like, Sackboy. I know it's it reviewed well, but it's not really a game that I would normally get. But I want to give it a shot, you know? But, yeah, man, if you guys have PlayStation 5s out there, I would love to know. What are you thinking about your PlayStation 5 so far? Are you loving it? Was it worth all your money? Was it worth all that time that you probably, like, used looking up, seeing if it was in stock in places? Was it worth all that time and effort to get your hands on one? For me, personally, abso-fucking-lutely. I love my PlayStation 5. I'm so happy I got my hands on one. And for... The people out there that don't have one, I mean, keep your eyes out. They're they're starting to get easier and easier to get one. And if you don't have one, I hope this episode helped you, maybe convinced you to make your decision. If you're if you're leaning on Xbox or if you're leaning on PlayStation, I think both consoles are great. I just think right now PlayStation has more to offer for your money right now, in my opinion. And since Nintendo is doing their own thing, they don't really, I can't, I won't compare the Switch to the PlayStation 5. That's a complete, that's completely different. So in compare, if I had to choose, I, I'm, I'm very happy and immensely satisfied that I picked the PlayStation 5 over the Xbox. If I had an Xbox right now, I would be very happy, but I would always be looking over at some of those games on PlayStation 5 right now. I'd be looking at those Horizons. I'd be looking at the Ratchet and Clanks. I'd be looking at God of War and being like, shit, I, uh, I want to play that. But that's my two cents. Again, if there's an Xbox listeners out there, let me know. What what over there has 
What is the best thing about owning an Xbox right now? What is the best thing about owning a PlayStation 5 right now? All that great stuff. And Switch, Switch people, my Switch people out there, you want to chime in? What's the best thing about your Nintendo Switch? Because one day soon, once we get a little bit closer to the end of the Switch... I'm going to I'm going to do a big old episode for the Nintendo Switch because I fucking adore this console. It's probably I think it's safe to say my favorite Nintendo console of all time and I did not expect it whatsoever. So one day in the in the future, I will definitely be doing another console episode dedicated to the Nintendo Switch whenever we have a little bit more information of what's next for Nintendo. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode dedicated to a console. If um, if you want me to talk about any other consoles, you know, as always, hit me up with a message on Twitter, YouTube, or email. I will talk about just about any console that I've owned. So, I've owned all the PlayStations, most of the Nintendos, scratched the GameCube. I'm sorry, I just missed it. Didn't didn't have a lot of money growing up, but so I missed that one. And, uh, yeah, pretty much had everything else. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. That is going to be my talk on the PlayStation 5 this week. I hope you guys are had a good weekend. Sadly, it's Monday. I know it sucks ace, but I hope this little episode here helped you get through whatever you're doing for the last hour. I hope it just made it a little bit less monotonous or whatever the hell you're doing, man. I hope y'all are doing good. I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. And uh, let's just get through another week of bullshit. We'll have a hockey cast for you, ready and available on Wednesday. We will have a wrestle cast on Saturday, as always. And you guys, as always, I don't know why I just keep, I keep saying always, as always, stay good out there. Be clean, be good, be nice to each other. And if you can, go out and buy a PlayStation 5. I really, really think you'll love it because I love this fucking thing. But that is all for me, folks. As always, have a good week. We'll be back again real soon.